Listening to the Coffee Hour, I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. It is Monday. Mental Health Monday. It's Mental Health Monday, so we're going to check in with Deaconess Heidi Gaiman, who is traveling, so uh, she's going to join us by phone. I think she's hiding in somebody's office somewhere <laughs> uh, so that she can join us for Mental Health Monday. Deaconess Heidi, always good to chat with you. Thanks for uh, making some time for us in the midst of your busy travels to talk about mental health today. Thanks for having me. I am with our sponsor today, Concordia University, Wisconsin. Thank you so (laughs) That does. Thank you, Concordia University, Wisconsin. Amen. Yeah. Find out more at cuw.edu or do like Heidi and just go visit the campus. I mean, that works too. (laughs) Live uncommon. Uh, Speaking of traveling, we're talking about journey and destination today. Is that right? That is correct. Journey and destination and not the kind of destination that you're portraying in your brain, probably like beaches or a mountain retreat somewhere, although that's a good place for your mental health brain to go as well. Like find, you know, a nice destination in your head that you can go to for five minutes every day or something like that. But we're going to talk about the broader destination of this pilgrimage uh, of life that we have uh, that is our Christian walk and how that impacts our mental health. Can we use the word sojourn too? That's oh. a, a word. Used I like that word. We sing. Sojourn. I guess that's probably related to journey, huh? Sojourn and mm-hmm. how they yes. come from. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if, that's if, about the, the actual action of where we're going, uh-huh. you know, so often. And then our identity, then as a sojourner, like one on a journey. And I think all those words are really helpful. Anytime we can add vocabulary, that means remember from our emotion weeks that we've increased our granularity and being able to identify what is good and hard about this life and how God is working in that. And that's always good for our mental health. Increased our granularity. I like that. That's another thing I've learned today. All right. Where do you want to go? Where do you want to take us today, Heidi? Well, let's talk about two different dualities that we exist in in the Christian walk um, that can really help our mental health and get us in a place where we're able to both enjoy this life and the good things in it and also make a little bit of peace um, with something better to come. When we do encounter disappointment, when we do have mental health issues or struggles or even a mental health diagnosis or a physical health diagnosis, um, we, we know that mental health is physical health and so often those things go hand in hand. And so I think now and not yet is the one that we should talk about first, and then the sinner-saint duality. And so often I think we separate these things, like we don't encounter theology and psychology or sociology and those different things together because we think one is, you know, science and one is God and church. And for some reason, we've been fed an idea that those things don't fit together, but God is creator, creator of our bodies. And he's also redeemer of that said body and our hearts and souls and mind and all that good stuff. And so we want to honor what God tells us in his word about um, who we are. And that's always going to put us in a better place mental health wise. So now and not yet tells us that we are on a journey on this planet that we're um, in a journey of growth, that we are always growing in Christ. Um, And we, though, haven't reached our destination. So while we're complete in Christ Jesus, he's done the work, he's died for us, risen for us, and we will see resurrection reality in our everyday life, there will also be places where we feel like it's very untouched by Jesus's healing. 
And that's deeply difficult for us to come face to face with. Um, But knowing that it is a journey, that he is working still in healing us day by day, as well as there will be a day when he comes again and restores everything is really encouraging for us and for our mental health. And so I can be both deeply disappointed in where I am now, but also able to see that there's something more to come and move toward that while still knowing that I'm complete. That's really complicated, you know, (laughs) but it's a really good place to be for our mental health if we can hold both those things together. How does that uh, impact how we uh, view ourselves and and view God's work in our lives when we have that destination in mind and yet knowing that we are still here? Yeah, I think it's really about we can struggle. It's okay to struggle um, and we still have hope. You know, as St. Paul says, you know, we, we grieve as those who have hope, we grieve differently. And the same is true for losses and death as it is for um, just losses in life, in, in the everyday, our disappointments um, and our struggles and dealing with anxiety and depression and all those different aspects of mental health. And so it helps us to view ourselves with more compassion, to know that God is growing us, that he's still working on us. He hasn't deserted us. Um, He cares about more than um, just our salvation. He's in it for the whole picture. Um, And again, you cannot trade in that hope for tomorrow that he collects our tears in a bottle. And one day there will not be tears. We need both those things. And we need to be able to share that with other people. That's hope, you know, lived out in the world. And it's going to be really meaningful if we want to be able to witness to Jesus Christ as well. I love the idea that this is complicated. Mm -hmm. I like that it's complicated. That actually makes it simpler. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Like the fact that we can, right. It's a duality, (laughs) which frankly, I think duality, I think talking about duality here, I think we have a good foundation for a musical duality, the musical. What do you think? Mm, Let's do it. Let's do it. Mighty and mysterious is the question. Um, I think, well, and I think the the complication gets even greater than when we move to sinner and saint. Yeah. Um, and and like the question just was, how do I see myself different and others different? Really comes, you know, to a head when we think about the fact that we are sinful, and so our sin is going to be mixed in this whole thing called mental health and the whole thing called relationship, and it's also going to be um, we're going to need to know the reality that we are also made perfect in Jesus Christ and called holy and loved and redeemed and restored now, even as we don't see the completeness of that until eternity. And so I have more compassion for myself. I'm able to struggle, but also put some effort into health and well-being and not judge myself in the midst of that while knowing that even if I never got better, if nothing ever changed in my struggle, that Jesus is with me and that he is making all things new and one day he will return to make them perfectly new. You mentioned relationships. So how does the, this duality then impact our view of others and how we interact with Mm -hmm. others? Yeah, I think mostly it changes our expectations. You know, we 
walk into our families and our churches and even our workplaces knowing that it's full of sinners because you and I and every single person around us are chief of sinners, you know, but the other half of the verse is though we be Jesus shed his blood for me. You know, we see them as a child that God cares about and that he wants to restore. Um, And so that hope is something we cannot get from the world for our mental health. Um, it's one of the most powerful inoculations, if you will, that gives us the ability to keep moving forward on the journey, even when we're frustrated, even when we're struggling, and even when we're struggling with the people around us. Um, and even when you know our spouse is the one dealing with depression, say, and we're trying to help them get the help they need, we have something else to lean on. And we understand that God sees them as perfect. God sees them as whole in Christ Jesus. Even while we see the sin and the struggle, God sees the whole picture. And, you know, we can enter into that struggle of relationship with the foundation of the whole thing that God sees instead of just frustration, you know, and I think that's where we usually land. We, without the word of God in our lives and without that promise from God, we end up spinning our wheels with worry and with turmoil um, and kind of spiraling down because we aren't able to see the hope. How do we get comfortable with with these dualities uh, that may not seem uh, natural uh, or or obvious or comfortable really uh, in our mm-hmm. in our human nature in our in our own wisdom? Uh, how do we get comfortable with these and 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 the hope that that they do bring us? Uh, I think two answers to that question. Number one. I say it every week, like study the Bible, study the word, look for them in scripture, look for aspects of them, ask God to open your eyes to them because the, the word of God is living and active. And so it is for our life today. And sometimes that's hard to see, but reading it every day, getting into it and leaving it open before you, God really does speak through it. And, we, and he promises to do that. And so that brings the hope, you know, even when it's hard to see. And the other section of that is to gather with people to talk about it. And by talk about it, I mean talk about the Bible, but also talk about the hard stuff, talk about the dualities, talk about struggle, and talk about hope in that. And I think that for so long, we unfortunately have seen Bible study as question and answer, you know, that there's a fill in the blank method or something. And that hasn't ever been true. First of all, Bible study has always been in our churches, you know, discussion and um, questions and pastors love when we ask questions and our church workers love when we ask questions. Um, But to do that intentionally, to gather with other people, to actually rejoice and weep together, as scripture calls it, that's the work of the body of Christ. And we will see hope clearer when we cheer it on in each other, when we're pointing it out to each other because it's so difficult to see on our own. Why are we so inclined to ignore dualities and just assume <laughs> that it's one or the other? Mm, That's a loaded question. We Sorry. really <laughs> lean toward, yeah, we really lean toward black and white. Yeah. Like we want it to be simple so badly. We really want there to be an easy answer or a magic pill for both our mental health and God and everything else in life. Um, And so taking a moment and resting in God will really open up our ability to sit with both things and recognize the other pieces of the puzzle instead of 
settling, you know, for the easy answer. And I really think that's just a worldly idea that's crept in. A lot of the media is like, do this and you'll be fine. Do this. And that's the answer. And in reality, there's very few things like that in life. And I can't even at this moment think of anything in life that is simplistic like that. Deaconess Heidi Gaiman, Mental Health Monday, helping us dig into some of these dualities. Thank you so much, Heidi, for joining us for Mental Health Monday on the Coffee Hour. Thanks for having me. I'll see you next week. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. La, la, la.